Welcome to Numb Bills Fan Podcast. If you don't already, please subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, anywhere you find your podcast. Don't forget, NumbBillsFan.com has all of our content. All right, welcome to Numb Bills Fan Podcast, episode number 127. This one is a really quick one. Um, Sponsors and stuff, as you know, the people we support, PuntDrunkSports.com. I've been on the sidelines for GrandstandSportsNetwork.com. This show plays over there as well. Really stoked to be in the sidelines at Bill's Camp. By the way, I'm your host, David Palermo. Welcome back. Um, Been on the sidelines. This was uh, going, trying to think about my shirt rotation, day four for me. And uh, today was day seven of camp. So, really quick, um, right off the bat, I thought um, it was an interesting day. I noticed a lot of, uh, I focused in on Peterman today, and Peterman is pretty solid. By the way, um, one thing with Peterman is I don't I don't really notice like a drop-off. Uh, he's relatively productive when he's in there. I did notice some sacks today at camp. Um, so, you know, you had certain things to look out for, I would say, but one thing I noticed was Peterman right off the bat, uh, if you want to say things like stick out to you, you know, it's kind of weird. Now that I'm starting to settle in at camp, things are just starting to come to me and, uh, on the real low, it's like the thing that glared out to me today was tight end. West Saxton, number 80, two years in the league, six foot four. There's not a tight end that is shorter than six foot three on the roster, and that's Nick O'Leary and Charles Clay. Logan Thomas is six six. Kroom and Tobridge, they're both six five. So West Saxton has developed some kind of connection with Nathan Peterman. Uh, last thing they did was like a two-minute drill, or I think that's what they might have called it. You had two minutes, but um, last thing they did at practice today was you had all three start, uh, all three units, right? So you had uh, Taylor with the, with uh, his group, the ones. You had Yates with the twos. You had Peterman with whatever left over, you know. So between the twos and the threes, it's kind of like a hodgepodge mix-up. And uh, days like today where you have Micah hide out defensively, you know, you have other guys like Gary stepping up in there for him to start. And uh, Sean McDermott said he earned it. So um, I thought it was interesting that the way they did it was, uh, you know, if you're successful, you keep you keep the drive alive. And the only one to score a touchdown there was Nathan Peterman's unit. And, yeah, it's just, you know, it's depth guys and depth guys. But, hey, if this is the quarterback that the Bills drafted this year, you let Cardale Jones go, hey, I'm pretty stoked on it. I'm really stoked on it. I don't think things are that bad. Um, Tyrod Taylor today, I thought he I thought he had some, some nice stuff today with, with Sammy Watkins. Um, it's really cool to see how hard Sammy Watkins has been working and, um, you know, these, these players really are putting a lot of work. I am sweating so hard out there myself, just standing there in a shirt, trying not to look too stupid. And, uh, you know, slowly talk to people here and there. 
and um, pretty much I just kind of, you know, float around, see what's going on, introduce myself. If people talk to me first, you know, I, I don't know. Um, but it's it's so hot out there. Like the sun just beats down on you constantly, which is okay, you know. But I work construction inside for a reason, so it's not too hot, not too cold. I need heat for my job. That's what am I complaining about? I, I'm like, I have the best access you could ever have somehow, thanks to Grandstand Sports Network. So I'm pretty stoked to be out there, see how hard these guys are working. I really like what I'm seeing out of Sammy Watkins. Like the attention to detail with these coaches all the way down the line. Um, it's awesome. And these players look focused. Really, really stoked this year for, for the Buffalo Bills team. Um I'm sorry to be so random. I do have some some notes, but I really wanted to talk about Wes Saxton and the Nathan Peterman connection. That's pretty cool to see some guys develop some talent. Um, and, and, and if you want to re- relate back to it, you can look at Ryan Fitzpatrick and Stevie Johnson, Dick Jerron's last year here. So, you know, they were second team guys, and that's how they developed, uh, you know, their chemistry. So I thought today overall you got – a lot of screen passes they're definitely drilling screen passes you're definitely seeing the bunch sets regularly you're definitely seeing balls thrown to tight end still and uh you don't know, expect LaShawn McCoy to be catching some balls no pun and he's lined up in the slot you put that guy you know defenses are going to cue in on him guess what that's opening up a tight end boom done uh you know that's what I'm seeing out there um also I heard today that Andre Holmes did not have a – I don't know if he even had a target, but he did not have a catch today. Uh, Rob Streeter is just very consistent. We I talked about him on yesterday's podcast real quick. Um, but if you go on my Twitter, I caught part of an inter- – most of the interview that Sal Capaccio had, which uh, you, I'm sure you can catch that on WGR 550 from Sale or go on Sale. Uh, I believe his name on Twitter still is Sale Sports, but look for Sale Capaccio. You can't miss him. Uh, really good dude to talk to at camp. He kind of guided me with a couple things and a couple questions, which is cool. So thank you to Sale for that. Um, but I'll, nonetheless, check out Numb Bills fan on Twitter. And um, Sale was pretty much asking some really good questions to Streeter. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's cool to see a guy grab an opportunity and run with it because it, from what I'm hearing, you can do anything after Sammy Watkins with this wide receiver thing. And there were guys last season, you know, every year there's receivers I get attached to. And it's like, how do you cut that guy? Wow, I'm shocked they caught him. And then you hope, man, maybe if they cut so-and-so, they'll bring him back. And then you don't hear about these guys ever again. And then these receivers go away. But Anquan Bolden talks. I guess it's kind of stalled. Um You know, uh, Brandon Bean was saying that he's more at the stage in his life. He's more in tune with family. And, um, you know, when he comes in, if he does, it's just, you know, he wants him to be all in on it, obviously, and he has to be, which he would be. So uh, I really would like the Bills to pick up Anquan Bolden. I think that would be awesome because I look at things like how can we guarantee somebody's going to be in the right place, right time. I love potential. That's cool. But if we got some loot, let's get a guy in the door. That said, if somebody's showing up like Streeter where it's like, man, what happened to him? I don't know. He was like. What, fifth in Oakland? That's not a rip. You know, everybody has a story. That's what's cool about the NFL is they're complaining, oh, there's no stories at Bills camp. It's like, 
Nah, maybe you're not looking. Maybe you're not looking hard enough. Interview some guys. Ask them some questions. Maybe be objective a little bit. No, there's stories there. Maybe, you know, do some work. So there's some NFL news I really wanted to address. Um, so Ryan Tannehill has a hyperextended knee, allegedly, is the latest update. Jay Ajayi just had a concussion. So Ajayi, I believe, was out for about a week. Tannehill, hyperextended knee, they're kind of nervous. Now there's, you know, talk Kaepernick talk. Of course, you know, and, and so for me, I kind of think, hmm, you never want to be a douchebag and root for this to happen. If you're somebody who roots for injuries like that, you're really a jerk. It's one thing to maybe wish they had the flu or they got a Charlie horse for the day and they want to sit out the game. But don't be wishing like stupid shit on these people. Don't be at-tweeting them. You know, I don't even like to at-tweet people or, or at-Instagram guys positively, you know, because I don't want to annoy them. But uh, I'm just saying, don't root for injury. But the way the chips lie right now is you're not going to have chemistry with Tannehill and everybody else, you would figure. And at the same time, um, I don't know. You got Matt Moore. So what are you worried about? He's a very serviceable starter. So I don't, I don't know how much of a drop off we're really talking about from Ryan Tannehill to Matt Moore. Um, so really he can hold down the four. So it's not anything to really, I would say, get excited about, but I will say, it's not a bad thing for the Buffalo Bills. And that's about it. Word is um, the team was shitting their pants, essentially, the Dolphins, which I would be too. And, uh, you know, I talked about watching the Micah Hyde injury at practice right in front of me. I come to find out it's his hip. He said out of practice today, by the way, as expected. And, um, you know, it was crazy to it's crazy for one thing to be um a fan, which you know, I, I clearly am a Buffalo Bills fan. Um when you're seeing a report come in about an injury and you wonder how it happened, what went down and whatever. Well, to see the look on the team's face as they're, they're, they're watching Micah Hyde, I mean, I'm sure you care for your brother, but when you're talking about a top free agent for the Buffalo Bills that goes down, or you're talking about Miami losing Tannehill or Ajayi, um, I mean, Ajayi should come back. It's a concussion, very serious, but they come back from those. You kind of, it really puts like a human aspect on the game. And I feel with clickbait and a lot of things out there, negativity is, is real. And it's really easy to to be so negative. Like, oh, of course, of course the guy gets injured. You know what? I look at football now where it, if you got a, a, a roster, you might as well count about mm, losing maybe five solid people a year. 
And how do you adjust to that? And it's just the way the cookie crumbles. I mean, you're going to have games that you shouldn't win that you win. You're going to have games that you should dominate on paper, and you don't. And it comes down to execution. But when you lose a guy like Ryan Tannehill or you lose a guy like Micah Hyde, it's it's a big deal. When the Bills lost Aaron Williams, that defense just sank. You know, I mean, those guys are very important to their defense. So, um... I'm kind of looking at things in the, from a human aspect where I'll never root for a guy to be injured and stuff. But the fact is, is you know, it might be an opportunity for the Bills to, you know, mind their P's and Q's, do the right thing this season, keep their keep their work ethic up. And if you do the right thing, hopefully good things happen for them. So, I mean, I wish Ryan Tannehill the best of luck. Um, I'll never root for an injury. So, uh, dude, hang in there. But it's just a, a surreal moment when you see headlines come in on your phone or profootballtalk.com or other websites over the years. Or I was on Buffalo Rumblings for a long time or Facebook groups. And to actually being there and seeing the injury happen in front of you, it's it's weird when you actually get to see like how people react. Um, and then the next day at the press conference, I'm sitting behind some big-name reporters, not going to mention any names, and they're putting a million guys on the detail for that injury and talking out loud, making assumptions. And, you know, you get to see the birth of these headlines in black that end up uploaded within an hour. And a big reason I personally don't write a lot is because it takes me a lot of time. I'm very unsure about myself writing. And... um it takes me a super long time. I could talk a lot easier than I could write because I can articulate my tone better. And honestly, when I write, I start getting all like, you know, I want to label where my sources are, all that. I start getting crazy OCD about it. I want to make sure I'm right. I don't want to say the wrong thing. So anything I write is going to be very well researched. Very well researched. So um, respect to the guys who write for a living. It's it's very hard. And they need stories. I get it. Um, but... Um, you know, hey, they're good at what they do, and they have a career, and hats off to them, and I will retweet any good information I see come across my way as far as NFL and Bills news from any reporter. I'm really impressed with Ian Rappaport. That's a good follow. Uh, he actually got a garbage plate from Rochester. That's a big thing to me because that's Rochester culture right there, and uh, that's where I'm from, and I'm here. So, um, you know, as far as the rest of the Bill stuff, real quick, went, um, I'll say that, uh, you know, I think the defensive line is ahead of, uh, is ahead of schedule here, as always. I mean, we're used to hearing that since Mario Williams' days that the defensive line is just absolutely always killing it. And even Rex was saying, hey, guys, I had to tell you guys to slow down a little bit. You know what I mean? You had to just kind of... And to tell them to stop. So, <laughs> hey, man, we told Jerry Hughes, Jerry, calm down, dude. There's a wrecking ball out there. Whatever. You get the point. But <laughs> that's like really what happens is, oh, dude, oh, I can't believe it. Oh, well. You know, so, uh, well, that's the truth, though. These guys are getting off the ball quick. I mean, you got Ian Rapport saying that the Bills are talented. You got a lot of guys around the league saying that the Bills are talented. 
Um, that's cool to have national respect now. I honestly think it's just one of those things where Sean McDermott is frankly no bullshit. So if you're like, you know, he's just got his shit together. And honestly, the Rex show did come to town and the Rex show was or- unorganized. I mean, I already ate crow and ate a few podcasts ago. Um, so it is what it is. Um, very psyched on, um, on, on really, uh, you know, I will say, uh, going back to simplicity for the Bills defensive line. I'm really stoked on that. Really stoked on that. So, um, you know, Tyrod Taylor's looked all right this camp. Nick O'Leary's been catching a lot of balls. I've been talking tight ends. I've been talking bunch sets. I'm talking a bunch of stuff. You know who else looked is looking better is Des Lewis. That's one guy I noticed is looking good. Um, you have a, a, a few guys. Obviously, we've talked Logan Thomas last podcast. That guy just keeps showing up. Um, and, uh, yeah, so you also had defensive end Eddie Arbo. You know, he batted down a pass in 11-on-11. He's – that's pretty cool, man. That shows some athleticism. So that's a second-unit guy. Also, running back Tywan Jones, he actually got in uh, – he actually got in for a little touchdown today. And also, he is up on my Periscope as well on Twitter. So if you want, check all that out. Um, follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Numbills fan everywhere. My personal is David J. Palermo. Find me at Facebook. I'm friendly. Um, also, Numbills fan is up on there. Uh, sorry, this is a little bit jumbled today, but just some loose notes. I'll be back over the weekend. I have a guest coming up, Del Reed, uh, the originator of Bills Mafia with 26 shirts. He's a hell of a dude. I met him at camp officially the other day. Uh, on Friday, opening night or opening day, and uh, really stoked, really stoked on Dell. So shout out to Dell, Dell Reed. We'll have him on ASAP. We were DMing today again. We've been in talks for like a year and a half, and uh, you know, if nobody knows, I started out during the whole TO thing on Twitter back then with TO and Chad Ochocinco. I had a little egg, and I followed uh, you know the Bills Mafia. Now I didn't go to a point of getting a little twibbing. I didn't get all crazy. But it's a big deal to have Dell read on because I started out as a commenter taking dumps in a bathroom at work reading Buffalo Rumblings comments. And for real, now somehow Grandstand Sports Network got me on the field to dive deep and, and report on stuff. And I can't thank them enough. So shout out to Grandstand Sports Network, Chad and, and Eric Turner. Um, thank you guys a lot. Cover1.net, GrandstandSportsNetwork.net. PunchDrunkSports.com and NumbillsFan.com. If you want advertisements, really, just go back to any other podcast. Um, I'm going to chill out on that crap. So take care. And I'm your host, David Palermo. Find me everywhere, NumbillsFan. Thank you.